Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. What is up, Foley fam? We are here live and in the house for episode 164 of the Chick Foley Show. We are bringing you guys a preview of the next AEW pay-per-view event, Revolution. It's going to be coming out of Orlando this Sunday night. We can't wait. We're going to hit every single match with the stars of the show, and we'll go ahead and introduce them now, starting with Sheena. How you doing? Doing good. I'm ready for Revolution. Looks like it's shaping up to be a freaking damn good card. Hell Yeah. Marco, how's life up in Massachusetts? Going good, going good. I'm just uh, excited for this uh, weekend of uh, wrestling. We have um, Impact as well on Saturday, so if you're, you're going to be watching that too, so you get, you get a double dose of professional wrestling this weekend, so I'm pumped. Doubt I'll be watching that, but you know, for all the <laughs> Impact fans out there. <laughs> and we got our main man in the Midwest, Jordan. What's up, man? What's going on, guys? Uh, ready to talk some AEW, and it feels like it's been a while since we've done one of these. I know it hasn't been that long, but it feels like it I has know. been. Seth's been, Seth's been out in the middle of the ocean, you know? Yeah, it was only three days. For some reason, it feels like uh, a little longer. Now. A long come time. back. Yeah, Tony Khan's bought <laughs> Ring of Honor. Uh, it just seems like the you know a lot of stuff happened in three days. Uh, we will go ahead and announce that we are officially moving to Tennessee in July, so... Starting in July, it's going to go from Jordan being the odd man out on the time zone to Marco. So yeah, yeah, Marco's going to be uh, have to crank up some Red Bull or maybe some like PBR <laughs> coffee or something because uh, yeah, it's going to possibly be some later nights for him on the recording front. I have a feeling Marco Marco's a night owl though. I feel like when we do earlier, it's harder for Marco because you know all the all the children are up, yeah. all the things are going on, you know. So yeah. I think I think the later, you know, the late He's Marco a, after dark is probably going to oh, be yeah. is going to be primo. Yeah. Marco has traditionally been the easiest to schedule. Like Jordan usually hit me with like some headaches and hassles like ah you know that's too early or i can't do it this day like marco i could be like hey dude we're gonna record at 3 a.m on wednesday night and he's like all right i'll be there yeah, i'll be there yeah, I'm, I'm doing it i'm down, I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> mr anytime anywhere <laughs> always he's ready he's the 24 he's the 24 7 champion <laughs> sorry right. sorry i'm busy on mount olympus with the other fig gods <laughs> <laughs> we do want to wish jordan a happy birthday by the time most of you guys are listening to this it'll be uh jordan's big day so yeah i hope he has all all his uh, birthday wishes come true happy birthday jordan appreciate it thank you uh sheena remind the listeners where they can find you guys on social media you can find me on instagram at chick foley marco running the twitter machine over at chick foley show more most importantly make sure you follow all of our pod foundation family over at pod foundation on instagram that is at extra cooler we got the turnbuckle tavern we got coming down the aisle three amazing shows with just a group of incredible people running those and uh, it gives you everything that you need for your for your week of wrestling and you can join our foley fam at chickfoleyshow.com get in on all of the uh the fun stuff that we have going on over on the private facebook page so that's our that's our plugs for the for the top of the show. Yep, we want to remind you guys to support our presenting sponsors, Ringside Collectibles. Use code Chick Foley to save ten percent on all your figure purchases. We saw a new series of Basics and Ultimate Edition Series thirteen go up for pre order this week, and then a ton of great stuff dropping over at Chalkline. You you can use code PF ten to save ten percent on behalf of the entire Pod Foundation. So we got eleven matches to get into. That's why we had a little bit of a expedited. Uh, housekeeping situation here on the intro this week. You guys ready to get into it? Let's go. Yeah. 
All right, we will kick it off with the pre-show matches. We're going to see Hook, the uh, arguably the most popular meme wrestler of all time. He started off as a meme, and now I think he's legit over. Going up against QT Marshall. I think we all know what the outcome of this one's going to be. So, Jordan, I'm just going to ask you, how long will this match last? Three minutes and 47 seconds. Oh, wow. I'm gonna, we need to take that down and see if that actually... She you say it's going to be uh, longer or shorter than that? Um, shorter. I think it's going to be three minutes on the dot. Okay, Marco, what do you think? I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go two minutes. Um, wow. A lot of judo throws, um, and then that's it. Game over. Hook walks back. I like it. They definitely got something with Hook, man. I'm looking forward to the first time they actually toss him in with somebody where he goes into a little bit deeper water. But he's, he's there's there's definitely something there. Something mm-hmm. is going on with with Hook. We will go to our second pre-show match. This one is going to be Chris Statlander, the alien, going up against Layla Hirsch. Marco, how do you see this one playing out? Um, definitely seeing Statlander get the victory. Um, I, I think this will be another short match, not two minutes, but uh, probably like I'm going I'm to go five, maybe five to ten minutes tops. But um, yeah, I, I, I see uh, I see Statlander going on top. Pretty, I mean, it's been a pretty uh, pretty low key feud essentially. If you've been following them along, they've been. Uh, Kind of, you know, uh, seeding this this uh, this match to come up, but um, yeah, I got Statlander taking the uh, the W. I think they got a little something with Layla Hirsch. I, I could see. I mean, this one to me, I think it's going to be a really good match. I could see Layla walking away with this. I could see her getting uh, huh. getting a little bit of push, especially depending on how the um, how the women's championship match goes a little bit later on. I think Layla could be in line for a title shot sometime sooner rather than later. Okay. Uh, Jordan, you're our women's wrestling expert. What do you think, man? Uh, I'm going Statlander on this. I don't really need mm-hmm. to give a whole lot of explanation. I just, I think that's who needs to get this one. Yeah. Yeah. Same. All right. Well, you guys heard it here first. If Layla pulls off the upset <laughs> on, uh, on Sunday night. Also, AEW, Tony, if you're listening to us, can we get back to the Saturday pay-per-views? I feel like you guys kind of started the trend with Saturday being the day for the live events, but it feels like the last three or four AEW shows have all been Sunday nights, man. Mm-hmm. Like we're all in agreement. Saturday pay-per-views are the way to go, it's right? It's better. It's way better. Yeah. Yeah. The, especially the last pay-per-view was a Saturday night, dude. The November pay-per-view was Saturday night. I was well, that's there. What, that's right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, my yeah. bad. It seemed like they were exclusively Saturdays before. I'm assuming they're on uh, Sunday because Impact is on Saturday. So that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's go to the main show. First up, we got the six man tag. This is a tornado trios match. We got a HBO. Sounds like a, some offshoot of HBO, you know, Mm -hmm. another premium channel, uh, the Andrade Hardy box office going up against Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara and sting. Uh, I think Darby and the boys are going over strong on this one. Jordan, what do you think? Yeah, I don't see any way that Darby, uh, Sammy, and Sting don't win this unless Jeff Hardy shows up. That'd be the only way they would lose this match. I, um, yeah, I could see that, especially if uh, they go over and maybe Andrade and Matt Hardy's kind of partnership, you know, dissolves in the aftermath. I feel like I hope that happens. I, I, the fact that they've hitched Andrade to uh, this comedy gimmick is really upsetting because I just feel like he's so much better than that. And they, I feel like it's kind of just been a, a knockdown on, on Andrade. Well, it's the gear he's wearing, man. Andrade's got to ditch the slacks. I don't know yeah. why. This guy always had awesome gear in WWE. True. I don't know why the hell he's wrestling in slacks in AEW, man. If he if he ditched the slacks and went back to his uh, you know normal tights he was wearing in WWE, I think he would move up the card. But 
the gear he's wrestling in just screams uh, mid Carter. I think he's got a good vibe. You know, the black mask gimmick is cool and everything. And obviously the dude's one of the best wrestlers in the world. Um, once the bell rings, but yeah, the, the, the slack's got to go, man. We just can't take you seriously. Um, what do you think, Marco? Is, is Jeff Hardy going to make an appearance Sunday night? <sighs> I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. I'm not sure where he would fit into this, uh, into this match. If, if he's, if it's about this match, no, I don't think he's showing up. If it's some, we're on the card possibly, but it, during this match, no, I don't see where he would even fit. Cause it's, Match is kind of like a throwaway match, and hopefully, after this, it's like you know, Andrade you know breaks ties with Matt Hardy at some point, or something happens where they miscommunicate during the match, and you know it all goes yeah. to shit because they need to definitely, definitely break that uh break that up at some point. I could see uh, I could see him saving Jeff Hardy for a rampage or for a uh, a dynamite, but it would be kind of special seeing him debut. Seeing us how the shows in Orlando, and that's where the Hardy Boys came back in in WWE back in 2017 at WrestleMania. So that would be a little bit neat. Let's go back to the women's side of the roster. Jade Cargill defending the TBS championship against Ty Conti. Sheena, what do you think? Will Jade finally take her first L? No, there's no way. I mean, even as, as viable a contender as Ty Conti is, um, I think it, I just don't see her taking down Jade at this point. They've put so much energy and TV time and everything behind Jade. I feel like she's just getting a monster push right now. And she's really kind of like shaped out over the last few weeks. I feel like she's doing a lot better. I've kind of, you know, um, hated on Jade a little bit on this show, just saying how she needs a lot of work and whatnot. But I mean, she's got the look. Um, She's getting better on the mic. And the the thing about her fighting type, Ty Conti is that it, it's only going to make Jade look better because Ty can freaking go in the ring. Right. So that's, I think that's one good thing that AEW is doing is putting her with somebody that's going to have a good match regardless, you know, cause Jade still is a little bit clunky in the ring. Plus Jade's a mom. You always support the moms, right? Oh yeah. Big mom energy, big mom energy. Always. She, yeah. Uh, the thing I like, I, I'm the same as you. I've warmed up to Jade over time. I really love how she's presented herself on some of the podcasts and interviews she's done. She is super humble. Like she's not coming out, saying that she's the best when she's, you know, doing these shoot interviews. Like she knows she's got a long way to go. And she's even said that she's hoping to one day be capable of going out and putting on 20 minute five star classics. But right now she's doing what she's being asked to do and she's doing a really good job at it. Uh, I think she's going to win and I'll double down on that prediction. I don't think Jade is, I think the first match Jade is going to lose is when she loses the TNT championship. I think she's going to take this run. That'd be a great way to establish the TBS championship as something really special. If she holds this all the way through and uses it as a platform, to challenge for the TNT belt, be the first, you know, women's double champ in AEW. And then sometime down the road, they could build somebody up to take the belt from her. But yeah, she's yeah. a machine. And it'll um, be a big deal. This will be a big deal for her to beat Ty Conti. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. That's really going to mm-hmm. make her like kind of legitimize her a little bit. So I feel like, um, you know, even though I don't, I mean, I, I like Ty and I don't want to see her lose. I feel like this is going to be good for Jade. Jordan, what do you think, man? Does Ty got any chance on this? I mean, she's got a chance, but no, like you guys said, they've built Jade up way too much to, have her take an L on this one. Uh, mm-hmm. It's wild that Ty Conti is wrestling for a title on two straight pay per views, though. Like, mm. that's yeah, just, I didn't even think I mean, about I, that. Yeah, and I like her a lot. It's just it's kind of crazy, but yeah, Jade goes over on this one. All right, Marco, you want to make it unanimous? We picking Jade to win? Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, just to piggyback off of what you said, you know, you definitely, you know, you know, when you have someone undefeated um, and they have a belt on them, you you definitely don't take it off unless. You know, it's the right situation 
Um, and it, and it means yeah, something AEW when it happens. Historically, yeah. But yeah, they, they don't like short title runs. Yeah, so, you know, they, they like to, they like to build it to a fever pitch. Yeah. So I, I know, I know Ty Conti is a kind of a form, formidable opponent, but I still want to see that Jade Cargo like goes in and tosses, tosses people around. So that, oh, that yeah. should definitely happen at some point. It shouldn't just be, she's overwhelmed by Tay Conti and her, you know, jujitsu. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, no, she should definitely still be that like monster and just like, completely dominate the match all right it's unanimous we're picking jade let's hear from the extra cooler show hey everyone it's nick better known as extra cooler is there anything better than diving back into the wrestling archives and watching classic matches from the past yes there is it's doing that with your buddies while cracking jokes and enjoying some ice cold beverages if that sounds like fun to you then be sure to check out my new podcast the extra cooler show where each episode, my Survivor Series team and I review an old-school match chosen by you, the listeners. The Extra Cooler Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and follow us for new episodes every other Thursday morning. All right, up next we got the Tag Team Championship match, Triple Threat. It's going to be the Jurassic Express. I don't know if they're... Are they even going by that anymore? I heard that they've kind of uh, soured on using that name. Now, it seems like it's just been Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus here lately. I don't know. I mean, I still call them Jurassic Express. I mean, so I thought do maybe I, they yeah. call them by their names, but yeah, it's and all the cards that I've ta- seen and all the podcasts I've listened to still say Jurassic Express. So unless there's mm-hmm. some sort of memo out there that I missed, yeah, I thought still- I saw something when they had steered away from Marco Stunt that they had kind of stopped using that name as much. Yeah, like, on, like the the graphic stuff on mm. AW. It's yeah, just you're Jungle right. Boy. Yeah, and Luchasaurus. Oh um, man, that's not good. I mean, <laughs> they're kind of, they're trying to like slowly divide and separate. You know what I mean? Distance us from what we used to know as Jurassic Express. The uh, this is an interesting situation where the champs are almost kind of like just the backdrop for the story that's really being told in this match. Again, it's going to be a triple threat going against Red Dragon, aka Undisputed Era, aka Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish going up against the Young Bucks. So Sheena, how do you see this one? playing out i think jurassic express retains i don't think there's any reason to put the um the title back on the books and i feel like um fish and o'reilly have have something else planned for them you know they're gonna they're gonna be mixed up in this adam cole storyline and i feel like it really doesn't make sense for them to be the champs you know especially if adam cole's not a champ i feel like it doesn't really make sense for them to you know yeah, the two bad chads. I believe it was the last week on Turnbuckle Tavern. Is it your last week or the week before? Um, they they put out so many different episodes and they have so many different shows on their feed. It's hard <laughs> yeah. to keep them straight. We love you guys. Um, <laughs> but they had mentioned that they felt like it was kind of a you know a rare bad booking decision for for Tony Khan and AW to make this the championship match because there's such a great story being told right now between Red Dragon and the Bucks. That it seems kind of a waste to tie it to the belts. You know, you could have yeah, hi- you could yes. have highlighted two other tag teams. AEW's exactly. tag team division is so deep right now. You could have had, you know, the acclaimed mm-hmm. private party. You know, the revival could have got back in there because really, a, a tag team triple threat. You don't need a story. Those matches are almost always good and no entertaining. Yeah. You don't need a whole big feud built into it. And you could have had Red Dragon and the Bucks um, do something later on on the show. Just two on two. I'm always a fan of anytime we can get a women's match or a tag team match that's not tied to the belt on a pay per view. I'm a big fan of that because it seems like so often in those divisions, the entire storyline is uh, about who's going to be the next champ. But should be a great match. But yeah, I think same thing. I think somehow there's going to be some hijinks breakdown between Red Dragon and the Bucks and mm-hmm. Jurassic Express is going to sneak off with the belt. Uh, Marco, how do you see this one going? Yeah, um, man, I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to go by the uh, main event on who wins 
I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with a I'm gonna go with Jurassic Express. I'm still gonna call him that. Uh, I'm gonna go with them yeah. retaining. Um and and then, you know, they'll probably, you know, pivot and have Red Dragon go against the Bucks, maybe like on one of the uh like one of the themed uh dynamite shows or something like that. Maybe kind of continue that feud going into maybe then try to like hold off until uh um Kenny Omega is uh ready to make his return so they can, you know, get that you know, story going as well. But um, yeah, I see the, I see Jurassic, Jurassic Express retaining the titles just, just cause of the feud between the Bucks and Red Dragon. Yeah. My dream is that we go back to late era WCW and we suspend Adam Cole up in a shark cage above the ring. And it's a ladder match. And the first, actually, no, we'll go full <laughs> WCW. There's a key that's on a pole in the corner. You got to climb up, retrieve the key, and then go back to the middle of the ring, climb the ladder and you unlock the, the cage. And the team that wins gets custody of uh, Adam Cole. Yeah. Um, Jordan, what do you think, man? We're all thinking the uh, uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus retain. Is there any chance that Why somebody Why are you already else... distancing yourself from Jurassic Express, dude? You, I, you just said Jungle K-Fabe Boy. Kayfabe only. Jurassic <laughs> Express in the rearview mirror. It's time to move on. Oh, man. Um, do you think that they uh, retain the belts on Sunday night? I do. Um, before it was the Young Bucks that were the last team, I thought Jungle Express might honestly lose this match. But yeah, like you guys said, there's too much going on with Red Dragon and the Young Bucks to have a title change in this match. It just would seem so weird. And man, thank God this isn't WWE, because if they're ditch- ditching the Jurassic Express name, soon we'd just have Jungle and Saurus as the two wrestlers. <laughs> Jungle and Saurus. <laughs> oh, man. Uh so yeah, I I just I don't see any way they lose. Um, as much as I would like to see Red Dragon win, I just I don't see the Jurassic Express losing this match. Yeah, you like Red Dragon, Jordan? All right, take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was it. right as I said it. I was like, oh god, here we go. Uh, Jordan likes Imagine Dragons. All right, take it easy. <laughs> All right, let's get back on the rails. Uh, we have one of our two blood feud matches uh, tonight. I don't know if you necessarily call this one a blood feud. These guys want, be blood. They want to bleed together, but yeah. it's not exactly like the most heated of rivalries yet. Mox going up against Brian Danielson. Uh, Marco, tell us how this one's going to play out. Man, you guys, this is a, this is a tough one. Yeah, I think you guys gave me the toughest match to decide out of yeah, all of them. This one Ex- could go either way. Yeah, sadly. except for you know, except for CM CM Punk and MJF. That's another tough one to decide. But uh yeah, I mean if they're gonna continue with the uh you know joining joining up at the end, you know, even after this match, you know, and you know, leading that group of young talent uh to you know to, under their tutelage. Um yeah. it can definitely go either way. Um you know obviously you want Mox to win, you know, with the with the comeback story and you know uh, that would kind of cap off, you know, that whole ride from when he left all the way till he came back. But at the same time, you have uh, Brian Danielson, who's had like probably the most amazing run out of anybody in recent memory in that company. Um, but he's he hasn't gotten like the the one two three victory over the you know the main event matches. So like you know obviously Kenny Omega um, and and then uh, Hangman. So like those all they've been draws or. Um, and he's lost decisively to Hangman, so I think he needs a win here. I think if it's going to be a big, a big win for him, it's going to be over Moxley. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick. Like I said, you can go either way. I think at the end of it, it doesn't matter who wins. I think that that uh, faction is going to happen. I, I'm not sure if I want to call it a faction, but th- th- I think they're still going to go and do you know take those young guys in 
and uh, you know, put him under their tutelage and stuff. So, but I'm gonna go with Dan- Brian Danielson because he needs like that key victory uh, that he's that he's been missing since he's entered the company. All right, Jordan, what do you think, man? So, I think the opposite. I, I think Mox is gonna win this match because we need to heat Mox back up. Uh, He's come back. He needs a really big win again because I feel like he's he needs to be back in the title picture. I love Mox. I was I mean I love him now. Let's not kid ourselves. When he was the lunatic fringe, we were a little bit uh, not so great on this, but um, I do love Mox. So I'm gonna go with Mox on this one. We? How are you gonna say we? Uh, we? I've always loved Dean I've Ambrose. Always loved, yeah. Even when he was doing that terrible, um, you know, uh, slingshot clothesline, the lunatic lariat, the lunatic lariat, yeah. <laughs> lunatic 17 lariat. times a match. And then Cole would be like, it's the lunatic fringe, the, lo- the, the luna lariat. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> that shit's yeah, terrible. Just, That's why don't, don't be ha- don't be hating on, on um on Dean Ambrose. The little, the little kick off the, the bottom rope or the middle rope, whichever one to use. That was always my favorite. Yeah. I could, uh, I could see this one going to like a double DQ or a ref stoppage, something like that. Yeah. Like I, I, for some reason I picture these guys just like wailing on each other and like the, maybe, maybe like it ends in a time limit draw with them just trading fists in the middle of the ring. And then they end up like, you know, hugging at the end of it. Oh kind of like a uh, time limit draw. Here we I, go. I'm seeing, so I'm seeing them, <laughs> I'm seeing these guys form like an upgraded version of the bar. Like you remember how Sheamus and Cesaro were feuding. They actually yeah. had a series of pretty damn good matches. Like they were really just like, you know, beating the hell out of each other. And then they just finally ended up, you know, becoming friends and stuff. I, yeah. I see that kind of storyline coming out. I, I wouldn't be mad at that because I just feel like these guys, we know these guys are top tier superstars on their own. Like we know that these guys could be the top of any company at any, at any given time. So right now when they're kind of not in that picture, I think it, I'm not mad at, at them joining forces and kind of like doing their own thing for a little yeah, bit. That'd be cool to see them go down to the tag team ranks for a little bit. I'm down for it. Um, it's going to be a great match, but, but yeah, I could see this going either way. It is Mox's return to pay-per-view. Uh, that makes me think they may give him the the win, but I don't know. Daniel Bryan just, or Bryan Danson took, you know, a big loss in his last big match going up against Hangman. So mm-hmm. intriguing match anyway around. And we never really got this match in Dewey to be at least on a big stage. So it's going to be a good one. Let's have a drink before we get into the rest of the show. All right, I'll kick off the beverage break this week. I am sipping on one of my favorite uh, pre-made cocktails. It's a Dogfish Head Brewery Whiskey Sours. Perfect thing I need after a long week at work. Sheena, what are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking a little bit of pre-workout. I've been solo parenting for four days now, so... Uh, I needed a little bit of boost to make it through the show. So no, no boost tonight. Just, uh, energy. Jordan. I am drinking. It's called little helper. It's a Midwest coast, Indiana, India pale ale. Uh, it's a Midwest coast. It is a Midwest coast. Okay. So it's, it's Are really using like grains from Nebraska and like Iowa and shit. Or like, we, what, what is we that? We just use the fucking good corn here, baby. This is, this is <laughs> corn central. If you ain't using Cream Midwest, corn. if you ain't you using go. Midwest corn, what are you doing? <laughs> All right. Sounds good. What, what brewery is that by? Uh, this is by mother's brewing company. It's in Missouri. Okay. And we'll close it out with Marco. What are you drinking, man? I am drinking a, uh, a stout tonight. It's called uh, Luna Coffee Stout. It's uh, from the Hinterland Brewing Company, and I believe it's in Wisconsin. Um, pretty good, actually. Looks like a good place for a stout. Yeah, no, definitely. And, uh, and the only thing I don't like about it, the label 
is a uh, you know it's kind of hinting towards the Green Bay Packers logo. It has mm-hmm. like the H has the the yellow ring with the with the green and all that stuff. But other than that, yeah. really good bear. Yeah, screw the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get back to Revolution. Uh, Jordan, you're going to kick off the discussion on this next match. We got the Demo God, Le Champion, Y2J, Chris Jericho going up against the Mad King. We got Keto Jericho. Keto Jericho, Keto yeah. Jericho, he's yeah. Been, he looking was. better than he looked at any time in AEW. Going up against Eddie Kingston. How do you see this one going, Jordan? Man, you talk about a person that needs a big pay-per-view win. Eddie Kingston needs a big pay-per-view yes. win. This dude yes. has never yes. won on yes. pay-per-view in, in AEW. Uh, I, I do not see any way he does not win this match. Jericho does not need a win, and nor is he going to get it. Uh, I love Eddie Kingston, and it's time for him to get his pay-per-view win in AEW. Bars. I disagree, man. Oh, I do. I, every Everything Whoa. you said was correct. Putting, the, putting the heel in heel husband. Everything you said is 100% correct, man. Eddie Kingston's due. He's been a great performer. But Jericho is, how old is he? Is he 53 now? He's up there. Do us, get, get us some stats real quick, Sheen. Anyway, Jericho's old, right? Uh, <laughs> he hasn't been, you know, one, you know, raw is Jericho shape the last uh, maybe two years or so. Homeboy slimmed down, dude. He's 51. 51. He's looking trim. Going he's, on 52. He's looking the best shape he's been in probably since like 2014, maybe. Maybe longer than that. I don't think he slimmed down to be dropping matches to Eddie Kingston on pay-per-view. I think Jericho is going to win. And if Adam Cole... Gets, or if Adam Page gets past Adam Cole in the main event, I think Chris Jericho is going to be the next challenger for Adam Page in the main event. I feel like that would be the perfect story because if you think about it, Hangman losing that match to Chris Jericho at All Out back in 2019, that's what really kicked off that whole epic storyline of you know Hangman's self-doubt and ended up leaving the elite and all that. That's really what set all that into motion is when he lost the that huge match at... Um, to crown the first ever AEW champion. So I think that would really be a nice, uh, put a nice bow on that story. If, you know, Jericho brings that up that, you know, he's, he's the guy that beat hangman and hangman can never get that win back. So that's my prediction. I think Jericho's going to win. And I think he is going to challenge for the AEW championship in the very near future. See, I'm just going on complete. I'm just going to go completely askew and say, no, that he's going to lose. Eddie Kingston's going to send him off into the, you know, into the great wide yonder, and then he's going to show up at WrestleMania. He knows Vince mm. isn't going to let him on TV looking like a freaking cake belly. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah, I, I could see it. I mean, Jericho's definitely the type that I'm sure he could work it out with Tony Khan to, you know, be able to just go wherever he wants. He was Vince so- was like, God damn it, pal. You got to drop about 40 pounds if you're going to go to WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, cool prediction. I'm saying Jericho's going to be challenging for the AW belt. Sheena says Jericho's going to be at WrestleMania. Wow. Marco, how do you see this match <laughs> playing out? That's way off the spectrum. Um, <laughs> I'm going to, I mean, I, I've, I've made the mistake, mistake before by, uh, you know, you know, going with Eddie Kingston in a big match situation. And every time he's, you know, he's come up short every time he's had that big match situation. And I think uh, this time is going to be no different. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Jericho is going to win. Um, and I think he he's, I mean, he did an interview recently saying like he has no, he, he's not going to leave AEW anytime soon. He still has like a plus matches that he wants to put on with the company. So, and one of those being just like Seth said, it's probably going to be against hangman page for the AEW never title. lie or stretch the truth. Yeah. So, I mean, I believe Jericho, I mean, he's a, he's a modern day goat. So, um, yeah, I'm going with Jericho to win. And, and like, like you said, possibly 
down the line. So we get, hangman. we get two two Jericho and two Kingston on this one. Yep. All yeah, right. I, I think Jericho and uh, Hangman. I think that'd be a great that's, yeah. main event for Double or Nothing. That's inevitable. You could totally have that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's hear from the two bad chads. Drop by and visit the Turnbuckle Tavern, where every Thursday we give you the most in-depth analysis of all things AEW, as well as dive into Impact Wrestling, NWA, and all things Indie. If you like heated debates, compelling interviews, and a shot of nostalgia, you'll love the Turnbuckle Tavern, available on Apple and Spotify. Drink it in. It always goes down smooth. All right, I think this next match is arguably the toughest one to predict on the whole card. Marco, we're going to pitch it to you first. The face of the Revolution ladder match. This time it's going to be for a shot at the TNT Championship as opposed to the AEW belt. But it's going to be Keith Lee, Orange Cassidy, Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, Wardlow, and the winner of Christian Cage and all-ego Ethan Page on Friday Night at Rampage. Um Really no clear favorite on this one. Marco, who do you think is going to grab the, the brass ring and get that shot at the TNT belt? This one, this one's tough. I have I have two two uh people coming out victorious. Uh one of two. I, I should say two of two. Either Keith Lee, um, obviously because he's like their biggest acquisition um figuratively and literally. Um yeah. for, for AEW anyway. Some um, would say he's limitless. He is, yes. Um and you also have Wardlow. Who's that? Uh, you know, he, yeah. he's the. Uh, Those are my two picks. Yeah, too. he's a homegrown powerhouse. But um, the only thing and that- I think Wardlow getting the win really sets him up to beat because he's kind of not been portrayed as like a tough guy until recently. You know what I mean? And I feel like this kind of give him like his own way, like pave his own path to to face MJF yeah. eventually. Yeah, you know? and I, I, you can go either way. You can go like you know Wardlow wins and he becomes like you know he's going to get that. Uh, he's going to get that. You know. He's gonna get that like step up to uh to MJF saying like you know I, I you know I won the big match so you know yeah. I didn't, and I need your help but the other side of that is you have uh, uh shit spares lurking around that could um you know hurt his hurt his win he could uh, interrupt the match um true I don't Wardlow. think I don't think Sean Spears is going to is gonna get one over on Wardlow dude I think that's gonna make Wardlow like the biggest baby face when he just like takes out Sean Spears yeah. like I, I would I would love nothing more than to see Wardlow just take a chair and just demolish Sean yeah. Spears so think- unlike WWE we're having to pay for these events right if it's 50 bucks to watch this show Sean Spears better stay the fuck off my <laughs> head, man. you mean uh, shit Spears that's what I'm calling him he's yeah. not Sean Spears he shit spares. Uh, but yeah. man, this is tough. This is a tough pick. Uh, like I said, you can go either way. Keith, I'm going Keith Lee or, or Wardlow, but if I have to pick one, uh, I'm going to go Keith Lee. I'll just pick All one. Right. I'll just go Keith Lee with the. Marco's got Keith Lee. Sheena, who are you picking? I'm picking Wardlow. Yeah, I think Wardlow too. That's got the most storyline built into it. Uh, we already heard it. You know, MJF already announced that. If Wardlow ever wins the championship, he's got to immediately give it to him, uh, you know, turn it over to MJF. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. if assuming MJF gets past CM Punk or you know their feud ends one way or another, I think this would be the perfect way to kickstart the uh, the babyface turn for Wardlow, and I think he's going to be a huge star. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, what about you, man? Who do you see w- walking away with the the shot at the TNT belt? 
Marco with the fi- uh, fence riding uh, of the year. <laughs> she, Sheena had a tear coming out of her eyes. She was so proud of that. She's like, oh, I love this shit, pal. I knew, I knew when Marco if, said, I'm going to pick two, I was like, oh, hell. If we would have pitched that match to Sheena first, she would have somehow found a way to predict all seven people. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. He would have given a path to victory for Age and Christian. You know, Hobbs, and you can go. <laughs> oh man, you could go any of these guys. Uh, <laughs> yes. I'm gonna go Wardlow as well. I just, I think you gotta. The heat is there, man. It, it's it's time for him to get a a chance at a title. And yeah, man, I, I just feel like that this is the perfect time to pull the trigger on that. All right, let's get to the women's championship match. We got our champ, Doctor Britt Baker, DMD, going against Thunder Rosa. Hit it, Shane. Who are you picking? Um, I'm gonna pick. Uh, no, I'm picking Thunderosa, dude. I feel like Same. it's 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 time. Britt has you the know run's been a little stale. It's man. been a little stale. She's still a huge star. I don't think it's on Britt. I just think it's on. They really haven't given her the compelling storylines and, and opponents. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like they're going back to the well with this because they know like what was it like a lights out match or an unsanctioned match? I can't remember which. This one was it the was. match to put. This is where she yeah. leveled up, and she actually lost the match. That's the thing yeah. people remember. Yeah. forget about that. Like she lost that match. Yeah. So they're they're going back to this because they know the match is going to be a banger. Um, but this doesn't excite me at all. I mean, I'll be excited if Thunderosa wins. But I just feel like they're le- they're leaning on this. It ha- it really has nothing to do. They're just putting two women out there to put the best show on. It's not really a matter of like great storytelling or anything. Yeah. So um, I think um, Thunder Rosa is going to be our new women's champion. And you know, the cool thing is, is Britt doesn't have anything to lose by losing to Thunder Rosa. Been a hell of a run. She won that belt in May. Like yeah. think about it. Jordan was Jordan was here last Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. When she won this belt, so she has been champ a very very long time. Yeah. So. No shame and she's whatsoever. great, and I, I really like Britt Baker. I think she's great, you know, as far as, like, her promos and, you know, her little gimmick and stuff, but stale is the perfect word for it. It's just getting a little, it's getting a little old, yeah. you know? Yeah, so uh, nothing to add. I agree that Thunder's walking away with the belt. Jordan, what do you think, man? Dude, you guys know my feelings on Britt. Um, yeah, you're in love. I, I, I am in love. Modern-day Trish you have, Stratus, you if lust, you will. You have lust in your eyes. I, I do, <laughs> I, and, and I don't think her... The um, staleness of her run has anything to do with her. I just think agreed. They, AEW exactly. has done a very, very poor job of booking the women's division outside of Jade Cargill for yeah, the last. Yeah. Couple Somehow, months. still an improvement over the first year, but it's still dog shit. That just goes to show you how horrible. Yeah. the first year of AEW women's division has been. Yeah, so yeah it's still exactly. still a long way. I to just go. feel like it's like creeping. Like I feel like the men's have men's wrestling has gotten so much better, and like you know, it's so much more enjoyable. But the women's has just been like a freaking slow crawl, dude. The, like, yes. So the thing that's weird about the so the cool thing about the men's they have that thing that the Attitude Era had, where like a lot of the storylines like commingle, mm-hmm. like run into each other, right? They kind of mix and match, and you know, crisscross in and out of each other's storylines. The women's like division, it feels very segmented, yeah. right? Like how like WWE booking is nowadays. Like if two people are in a feud, they only interact with each other. I think it's I think that's really because of the limitations on the women's division right now. Like the their level of talent and stuff. Because I mean there's no reason why they wouldn't be booking them the same way that they're booking the men if right. it wasn't for the lack of um experience and, you know, talent yeah. for the yeah, women. Yeah, similar similar to Cody's old segments. Yeah, the women's stuff seems like it kind of exists on an island like off mm-hmm. on its own apart from the rest of the show. So, Jordan, so what was your final pick on this? You picking Thunder to take it? Well, before I was rudely interrupted. (laughs) Thank you, Jordan. Thank you. Thank you, Jordan. So, uh, I am picking Thunder Rosa to win the belt. I just feel like 
man, the crowd is so into her, and they need a jolt for the women's division because, dude, it, yeah. it is really bad. And I love women's wrestling. The problem is, is I think this is the biggest problem with the women's division. They brought in Ruby to to create an impact for AEW. It, it has not worked. Like that did not help. It helped for one night, and then it was right back to normal again. Uh, but what, why do you think that is? We know Ruby's awesome, but I mean, what, what do you where do you see the problem? I, I, whoever is booking the women's division, I don't know, man. I just, they don't get a lot of time is the biggest thing. I feel like, I, I don't feel like they get ample time, which is, I mean, in part to the, the lack of top tier talent in the women's division. I mean, let's face right. it. Like who, who other than Brit, Thunder Rosa, Ruby, you can throw Nyla and Jade in there. I mean, outside Deeb. of who? Serena Deeb. I mean, is she top tier though? Like, uh, I mean, I don't know. She's kind of had her I, little five minute challenge gimmick going on. Rampage I like, I like, I like, you know? I like that. Uh, yeah, I, I like bad. Serena, but it, she's not like I don't know. To me, she's not moving the needle. You know, it's just well, they're gonna have they're gonna have to do something. I mean, they're gonna have to throw them women out there to the wolves at some point and just like sink or swim. They're gonna if if, if they can't figure it out, they're gonna have to bring in some new people. I think they can't I, just let it go on like this. Their plan and it came out after she signed, their plan was literally to sign Lita. And I think that would have helped a lot with the younger girls in the locker room. Um her going back to WWE completely screwed that up for them. Um and that snotty yeah, I, I think that would have made that would have helped them a lot because they need like a a veteran woman to help them because they don't really have a veteran presence there. I mean, th- that's the biggest problem. Like some of these girls, you can tell when they get out there, they're fucking lost at sea without an oar. Like there's they don't know what the yeah. fuck they're doing. They just and that's why the matches are so short and there's just there's a lot of botches in women's matches. I mean, I watch I do watch Dark every once in a while and it's just like. Dude, these chicks are just not ready yet, and it sucks because yeah. I do love Brent, but they got to do something for that division. So, yeah, I'll definitely pick Thunder Rosa for this one. Do we know is Kenny Omega still in charge of the women's division? No. I know that was the no. case when they first started out. Okay, no, so it's no. gone away. Tony, t- like Tony, yeah, Tony took everything under his okay. wing. Like he basically like relieved all of them of their yeah, you know creative the duties. Bucks, and- the Bucks still do tag; they still do some of the tag booking. Okay, but they're the only uh, ones. Yeah, that may, that so we can't blame the cleaner for this one. Nope. Yeah. But I mean, but he had a, he had a while. He got him, he dug the hole that they're still trying exactly. to get. Exactly. He he year. had he had a while to figure it out and then finally Tony was just like, "All right, I'm going to take this shit over." <laughs> All right. Uh so that's 3 votes for Thunder Rosa. Marco, you want to make it unanimous? We're picking Thunder to take the belt. Yeah, it's yeah, Thunder Rosa. It's it's her time. Um cool. and just like talking about earlier with uh, with Jane, you definitely need like she's she's obviously the heel. Uh, now, like the she's going to be like, or not the main heel, but she's going to be one of the rising heels in the women's division. And you know, she is going to go for the title. It's definitely going to be against Thunder Rosa at some point. Yeah, we need a yeah. we need a good baby face yep. champion. All right, let's hear from our buddy John before we get into our main event and co-main event. Coming down the aisle. If you want to feel the war of the crown. Strap on those spandex undies and listen to the Coming Down the Aisle podcast hosted by me, J-Bone. Each week, I have a guest ranging from wrestlers, podcasters, and even some family members. The guests pick the match, and we talk about it along with their fandom. Also, each week, I provide my analysis in the wide world of wrestling and some figure talk. So get on up and subscribe to the Coming Down the Aisle podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts today. Oh yeah, dig it. 
Right up next, we got CM Punk and MJF. This is going to be a hellacious match for sure. Jordan, who do you see walking away with the dub? Pretty crazy that the co-main event has the best build of any match on the card. Like, the build for this match is just phenomenal. Um, Going into this week, I probably would have picked MJF just because of how the whole story was going and everything. After Wednesday night... Dude, I don't think there's any way CM Punk loses this match now. I just yeah him him getting busted open and walk into the back smiling after he gets busted open. I, dude, I see no way he doesn't win this match. Like he made MJF snap, and it's just not normal for him. So I I just feel like CM Punk will find a way to win this match. Yeah, I think so too. I think there's no way. And did you guys realize that that I didn't realize this at the time that that promo that MJF cut was an old CM Punk yeah. promo? Phenomenal. Um, yep. Yeah, I, it, I was yeah. not even. I was just like, damn, this is getting intense. Word and then I word. saw today that it was like, yeah, word for word. I was like, oh man, that makes it even more amazing. Like it just deepens the storytelling, and it's so cool. Like I think that that you know they have that picture of MJF and and CM Punk and everything, and just. I've loved, I've loved the way they've told this story. I mean, CM Punk hasn't been, I don't think he's been the impact that um, they thought he was going to be kind of like what you said earlier. He got ratings early on and you know, it was so cool to see him come back, but I feel like this right here, like this is the biggest thing that he's done since, since he's been back. I think. Do we know if this is going to be four corners, like those kind of dog collar rules, or is this going to be just a, just a straight up match, but they just happen to be chained at the neck. I do not know that. Did they announce that? Hmm. If it's straight up match, I think CM Punk's going to win. If it's the the old school where you got to touch, touch all, all four, four corners, corners that, that that type of match is rife for fuck finishes, and I think MJF somehow steals it. So I, to me, I feel like MJF is I, something just – I for whatever reason, I can't really explain it. I have the strongest gut feeling that MJF is going to win this match, even though it probably makes a little bit more sense for CM Punk to win. I feel like MJF is going to win. So, you know, and especially if they make it a four corners match, there's lots of ways he could steal it. So, yeah. See, I, I could see Wardlow winning his match and like just being like, just kind of like snapping. And like, that's his moment. He's like, you know what? I won that match. So it, it like made me realize like, you know, F you MJF. And he can come out and like screw MJF over. And that could really kick off their, their feud. You know, this would get CM Punk the win, kind of yeah. separate, separate CM Punk and MJF. And then, uh, it would direct MJF to Wardlow. There's a lot of ways they can go. I feel like MJF has leveled up a little bit on the build of this from you know the already amazing heel that he was. Yeah. I'm picking MJF, though. I think MJF's going to take it. What do you think, Marco? Um, I'm a, I was literally – I thought she was going to say this exact same thing I was going to say. Um, if, if you know, Obviously, I pick Keith Lee, but if Wardlow does win, um, it'll definitely – I think it'll definitely signal MJF losing um, where the tides kind of shift – um, in their, you know, their relationship where, you know, Wardlow, you know, wins this big, big match. And he's like, you know, he's, he's like, you know, he's riding it high. He's just like, you know, you know, I'm the man now essentially. And then MJF loses against CM Punk. And now he's like on a downtrodden, like thing. you know, Wardlow can come out like uh, Sheena said, and they can have that face off. Like, you know, like I said, he's riding high. MJF is, is down because he lost his match against CM Punk. And, you know, he can kind of hang that over his head that he won. He won that big time match. Of, uh... A little bit of jealousy going. Yeah, so, I, just yeah think, I could see that happening. I just think definitely. that, um, yeah, I could see that happening. The only, the only thing that kind of bothers me about that is like, so you got MJF going from feuding with CM Punk to 
no shade to Wardlow, but now he's like going to go back and feud with Wardlow. Which I mean, I guess the storyline for Wardlow is still there. Down the card a little bit. Yeah, Yeah. I guess the the you know I'm still interested in Wardlow and and, uh, MJF, but I just feel like it's kind of like a a, definitely a step back. I don't know. I mean, to me, I I get more hype seeing Wardlow than I do seeing Punk. I I think Wardlow Wardlow. is about to be a a mega star. I'm not trying to throw shade on Wardlow. I agree. And people are getting behind Wardlow. Yeah, people love. So I don't. I don't think it's as big a downgrade as you make it. Yeah, I don't think so. And Um, the story's been there too. Like the 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 seeds have been planted. Like. Long, long, yeah. like for months and months now. <laughs> you already with, know, uh, yeah. AEW's going to drag yeah, it so, out. Yeah, they're going to drag it out. And it's, you know, they, if, if it's one thing they're good at, it's long term storytelling. So, yeah, I yeah. could see that definitely happening. I, I see Wardlow and MJF's breakup being like Sean and Diesel, where you remember, like, they, they teased Sean and Diesel breaking up for so long. And then when they finally broke up, Diesel won the world championship eight days later. Now, I yeah. don't necessarily see it. Uh, I don't see that kind of rise for Wardlow, but I see yeah. him immediately being in the upper mid card, you know lower main event level yeah um right from right from the jump because he's a tremendous performer and he's got a, a ton of charisma mm-hmm. all right we ready for the main event hey, hold on so the, the dog collar match they they have done in AEW is the cody and brody match that was not a four corners match the only four corners match they've done was the strat match between cody and qt mm, that okay. uh, they don't do dog collar match four corner they only do strat yeah. matches got it okay. okay all right yeah so it, I, I i have a hard time seeing mjf get the pin uh what do you think jordan who do you think's walking away with this one i already said it i already said at the beginning i said cm punk oh yeah yeah my bad my bad okay so i picked uh i'm going mjf everybody else is cm punk i'm going with punk yep okay all right it's time for the main event adam page versus adam cole the Hangman versus the Panama City Playboy, Sheena, who is going to be crowned the best Adam in all of wrestling and walk away with the AEW championship. If it ain't cowboy shit, I don't want it. So I'm going to go with Adam Page is retaining. This is going to be an excellent match, but Adam Cole doesn't have anything to be ashamed of to losing the Hangman, uh, but I just don't I don't see him being the one to take take the throne from Hangman. Yeah. Jordan? Yeah, it's all about cowboy shit for me too. I, I love Adam Cole. It's just, I feel like they built this too fast for this to happen right now. If this would have been like a long, drawn out, like four month thing, I definitely would have bought Adam Cole winning. I just feel like, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm still excited for this match. It'll be a banger. It's just, I just don't think they're taking the belt off Hangman with this little build. Yeah, and I think Adam Cole's got other business to attend to. So if he loses this, still doesn't look bad, but he's going to have to to figure out this whole Bucks versus uh, you know Fish and O'Reilly business. And I feel like that that story's still waiting to be told. So yeah, and like Marco mentioned earlier, I think when Kenny Omega comes back, him and Adam Cole got a little bit of uh, animosity that's going to be right. baked in. I see that being the next big feud for him away from the belt. Yeah, I, I think Hangman's winning. Also, to me, Adam Cole, out of all the guys that have come over in the last six months, I really feel like one thing that's hurt him is. He hasn't really redefined himself at all. You know, uh, Brian Danielson's a different worker. He's working a meaner, rougher, stiffer style than he did in WWE. Um, CM Punk's kind of like got a slightly different persona than he had when he left back in 2014. I I suppose it's because it was really what happened. But it just feels like Adam Cole was basically the exact same character. And he just jumped from NXT to AEW. Like, yeah, I feel like he's kind of occupying the same territory. And to be honest, I love the guy, but I just don't see him as a main event world champ. I feel like he would fit in great competing for the TNT title, but it's hard for me to take him seriously 
as uh, promotions world champ, uh, like world champ. You know, not to sound like Vince McMahon, but I just think the dude's too small, man. Like I think as badass a performer as he is, um, I just think he's a little bit too small to be taken as legit, and that's why I think Hangman retains. Uh, Marco, what do you think? Dave, you took the words right out of my mouth, dude. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I'm probably the only one on the show not excited for this match whatsoever. Um, mainly you, you pulled it. I mean, you already said it, Adam Cole and his run, um, since he set for an AEW is literally just Adam Cole as the undisputed era in AEW. It's Why pretty much just, acting like they hated Adam Cole in the undisputed era. Adam no, Cole in the undisputed era was like the biggest thing in NXT. It. No and it, was, it was arguably one of the biggest things in WWE, the undisputed era. And like now everybody all of a sudden doesn't like that Adam Cole. No, like what the heck no, is that? We, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, no one's saying we hate him. They're saying he's he didn't evolve. He didn't change his character when he moved over to AEW. Um, that, and that and that right there is like Sessa. It's kind of hurting hurting him because he doesn't seem like a viable threat. If if Adam if Adam Page it was in WWE in NXT during that run, yes, we'd all be like, oh my god, Adam Cole's going to take that NXT title away from Hangman Page, no doubt in my mind. But now you put him over in AEW as the same exact character and not changing it up a little bit. It kind I think it kind of killed it. From for me anyway, nothing against Adam Page because I love Adam Page, cowboy shit all day. Adam Cole is not making me excited for this title match. Um, and if I was TK, I would make an take an audible and swap. I'd probably make that the co-main event and make the and have the MJF CM Punk match the main event of that. That's me anyway. That's that's how I look. I could see it. They did that. Um, they did that at Full Gear in 2019. Remember, it was uh, MJF and. Uh, Chris Jericho was in the undercard and it was, uh, or was that Cody? I can't remember. Whoever Jericho fought was in the undercard and it was Kenny and John Moxley in the main event. So they have done that before. And I think the build has definitely made it worth it if they wanted to do punk and, uh, and MJF last. Um, but yeah, I I see Paige retaining a hundred percent. It should be a hell of a match either way. Yeah. You know, you know, the memes with the, I, when I seen him with that AEW title, like it, it that definitely killed it for me. He's, I thought they need to resize the belt, it's, man. It's that belt huge. looks gigantic. No, it's not, I mean you don't have to resize a belt uh, at all. They just need to resize Adam Cole. Yeah, exactly. resize their superstar. Yeah, stretch Poor Adam Cole. I mean, oh my gosh, yeah. I love Adam Cole, but yeah, I, I think you guys are a hundred percent on. But I mean, did he this. really evolve his character that much from like when he was in Ring of Honor to NXT? Like, I feel like no, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with Adam Cole and the characters portraying. Nothing is. It's perfectly fine. That's just not a character and ring style and whatever you a presentation that is meant for the tippy top. He's meant to be at the top of the mid card, all that stuff. Ring of Honor, you could be the champ. Yeah. NXT, you could be the champ. But to me, and this is a credit to AEW, I look at his AEW as equal to WWE. I couldn't take. Could you take Adam Cole seriously taking the belt off Brock or Roman? Could no. you take no. him seriously surviving no. five minutes with either one of those two guys? No, no, you couldn't. Even somebody like Seth, who we think is, you know, one of the smaller guys in the WWE main event scene, he would absolutely dwarf Adam Cole. Those two guys are in the ring together. You know what I mean? And even just about like the height, it's just about like the, the you know, the thickness, the meat. I know, man. but yeah, I'm not talking about him being in the, in the main event and being the title holder. Y'all are acting like Adam Cole is just like the most boring thing y'all have ever no, seen on that's, TV. I don't dude. think that's what any of us are saying. I think yeah. we're, I think we're fine with Adam Cole. I love Adam Cole. He's awesome. I mean, we popped like crazy when he came out at uh, all out in the show. It's just, I don't take him seriously as a main event world title contender. Like if he was fighting, you know, if he took the TNT strap off Sammy Guevara, that would be awesome. I would be rooting for Adam Cole so much to win that match. But um, yeah. I just, 
I don't, you know, I don't want to see Adam Cole as the AW champ yeah. straight up. And that, and that belt's his size too, so it's perfect. Yeah, the TNT yeah. belt's more. Yeah, and you, everybody, you know, the, the gimmick with the TNT belt they got going is everybody changes up the belt when they win it, so he can make them a little, you know, miniature size belt, you know, oh, yeah, right. a little fun size belt. Yeah. Seth is sitting here like talking so much shit about Adam Cole's size. And Adam Cole would probably dwarf Seth, dude. Like, I don't that's think the he thing. does. That's the thing. I think Adam, me and Adam Cole are probably about the same size, dude. Like, I'm 5'9, so, so do you think people, people would be like, Adam, oh, Seth is, Seth is so tiny. He's like, you're acting like he's Marco No, I'm stunt. an average sized person. But if I'm in a professional wrestler, yeah, I would, you know. Yeah, I'd, I'd be very shrimpy. It's <laughs> um, so bad. I mean, are we lying, Jordan? I, I mean, I, I, I legit. When we were talking, when we were about to talk about this match, I legit thought I was going to be the only one, and I was going to get like dogpiled by all of you guys because I'm, because of my I, thoughts on Adam Cole. So I agree with what you're saying. I, I agree. I I could not see Adam Cole taking out Brock or Roman. I could not see Adam Cole taking out freaking you know Hangman. Kenny Omega or, or Moxley or exactly you know, Wardlow or <laughs> what are we doing? So, I mean, I get that, but I, I, I just will not stand for oh all this Adam God. Cole. Thing. I mean, if you, if you just listened, like, 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 like when you guys, when you guys pick on Daniel Bryan, too, dude. You ran out of fingers. Even Daniel Bryan's he got has some meat. Daniel Bryan's got more meat and on his And he has a mean streak. And, he's, and he shows that he's like, that he can, like, you put him in the ring with, like, a Brock Lesnar, which he he has. He took him to task. He stomped, his, he stomped the shit out of him. I mean. And the other thing about this is Adam Cole is rolling into this basically solo, man. Like, there might be some interference. Like if he had the entire undefeated era, like coming undefeated out with him, era. or the or undisputed <laughs> era coming out with him, or the uh, or the young bucks, no, or just... the young bucks coming out with him, I would think he had a shot, man. But yeah. you know, I just don't buy it with him going solo against Hangman. Yeah. So yeah, I just don't think that. Do you guys think we get any surprise run-ins at the end of the show? I could see maybe Kenny coming back. Um, to go for his rematch with with Hangman, but something's got to happen. I mean, they got to do. They they're known for doing some kind of. Yeah, wild I mean Bray, Bray Wyatt's still floating out there, ain't, but I don't. Time uh, for that yet. Yeah, and no. I don't see, really see him tied in with with Hangman. I think Kenny would be Kenny's the only surprise I could see for for closing the show. Yeah, something's got to happen. This is their first their first big show of the uh, of the year. Or so. Cody Cody returns. At yeah, the end. Cody returning could happen. That's a true one. Yeah, Cody or Kenny is my pick for two. Uh, Two surprises. Um, so that's it. So yeah, there's your revolution preview. Um, I'm not sure what my work schedule is going to be next week. So we may or may not be coming at you guys on Monday evening with a revolution review and wrap up. Um, we'll anyway, say that five times fast. You will be hearing from us soon. It's WrestleMania season. We got revolution on Sunday. It is a great time to be a wrestling fan. Sheena, remind the listeners where they can find you guys on social media. Find me on Instagram at Chick Foley. Marco running the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show. Join our Foley fam over on Facebook uh, at ChickFoleyShow.com. Follow our Pod Foundation brethren at Pod Foundation on Instagram. We want to remind you guys to support our presenting sponsors, Ringside Collectibles and Chalkline. And Sheena is back with the trivia question of the week. Jordan is going for two straight, trying to take down my record of uh, four consecutive questions. Jordan, are you ready? God, no. Yeah. All right. You got about 10 seconds. I to have faith. I have faith in you, Jordan. I'm I'm sending you the, the answers via um, like telekinesis. Okay. You got this. The manager that accompanied Martel's team at the 1990 Survivor Series was. It's uh, a manager. So you just got, you got to. Stop gotta, giving him hints. <laughs> 
Three. Who who were some managers two, in the in the nineties? Just pick I, one. Slick. Oh, you got it! Oh my god! No yeah, way! Was, I was I, I had to go on mute because I was screaming slick. Slick. He had a uh, he had three wrestlers in the match, man. He had Power and Glory, and then he also had Warlords. You I can slick was tied with Warlords. I can picture. I, I when you said that, I could picture Slick like walking down the aisle with yeah. with that whole crew. So I was like, oh, he better say Slick. He better say it. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's funny. That was a pure um, guess, guys. <laughs> didn't you have didn't you have a 1990 Survivor Series question before? I thought he had I think I may have had one before. I can't remember though, but yeah. it's hard to keep him keep him straight. We talk so much but yeah, wrestling. Good uh good good right, going, so for, three, straight, going for three straight next week. All right. Great. All right, Sheena, you got any closing thoughts as we head into Revolution Weekend? No, everybody just have a uh revolutionary weekend. Stay safe and uh drink responsibly. <laughs>